Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Adventure, wonder, imagination, beauty. It's vacation time 2013. We just got back from ours last night. And how about you? Some folks are planning and some might be just driving along, or just heading out this morning on their way to the vacation, the vacation they've been dreaming about for months. So what was your favorite vacation ever that your family took? Maybe it was one you took your family on. What made it that way? What was it? Was it the adventure? The, maybe it was family. Maybe it was friends. And, of course, we're going to have some vacation tips along the way this morning, but we really want to know from you, what was your favorite vacation? Because the destination makes all the difference. You know, the driving is a lot more fun when you're excited about where you're going. And out to help us this morning, we have our very own Christian junkyard guy. Nobody I could think of that I would rather do this particular show with than Bob because when it comes to adventure and wonder and all, that's that's the stuff you're made of, Bob. Well, it's awful good to be here this morning. And when you hit me with this this morning, I was like, wow, there's so many great vacations in my life. And I've got it narrowed down somewhat. But uh, I've kind of got one from my my early childhood and then my teen years and then – then a few others as life progresses and uh um and then i have picked my all-time favorite and um i I just can't wait till it gets time to share that with you it's just uh it's just really been fun sitting here thinking back and uh reminiscing of all the vacations through the years and i bet you're thinking of the one you i just lit up immediately in your mind you know we just got back from disney world actually our family did and as i walked in my producer johnny angel i'm produced by an angel you know you <laughs> some people are touched by an angel i'm produced by an angel <laughs> and johnny said oh i went to, and he started telling me about when he rode space mountain and stuff maybe we'll get him to tell that in a little can bit you, can you believe i've never been to disney world really never i, I we <laughs> raced bicycles across the road from universal studios and never made it in uh, oh. back in the bicycle days when my son was racing those but uh but my kids will tell you it's the stuff almost of Dillmore legend that um, in 1964, my family took us to the New York State Fair. I mean, the New York World's Fair, not the State Fair, but the World's Fair that was in New York in 1964. And at that particular World's Fair, Bob, they had It's a Small World, which is a ride now that's at Disney World's, and they also had the Carousel of Progress. So every time we get on those rides, and we go, we go to Disney World quite often, actually, then the kids are just looking at me. All right, Dad, we know you rode this ride in 1964. <laughs> <laughs> they know that's coming. So guess what? Today on the show, I'm going to tell you what's coming. Our bump in music we have, it's a small world. And the music, it's a great big beautiful tomorrow from Carousel of Progress. We're going to be enjoying that. As you think about what was your favorite vacation over, whatever, what made it that way? And we want you to call us and tell us 866 348 Seven eight eight four. your favorite vacation memory, 866-348-7884. Especially if you're out on your way to the beach this morning, maybe you're on your way to Disney World yourself. You call us, let us know what that is. We would love to hear from you. Then, at the bottom of the hour, we have some breaking news from Ford. 
and tech versus wreck the dangers of voice operated technology you know <laughs> we thought hands free would make it all you know safe but there's new technology there's new word out there's new studies saying that there are some dangers involved with that and we have a new article from our Christian car guy web guest writer Sladen West and he's going to be on with us about 7:40 this or about the 7:40 his time in New York in California but for those of us it'll be a little bit after the bottom of the hour then coming up at our at the end of our show in our appraisal by the real black book that's where we search the bible for hidden treasure cry out for discernment lift up our voice for understanding you know, adventure, wonder, imagination, beauty, those are the makings of a great vacation, but they also happen to be the stuff of a great book or a great movie. Isn't that a coincidence? I'm reading a book right now, an absolutely amazing free book, that, which makes it even better, by George MacDonald. It's called Unspoken Sermons. And while I was on that adventure myself, I thought, well, let me find out about this George MacDonald guy. I never heard of him. Who was he and where did he come from? And I got to tell you, when I studied up on him, I found some stuff that absolutely blew my mind. And what that told me about heaven and what that told me about Jesus, I got to share that. And I get to do that coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by The Real Black Book. Hi, I'm Robbie Dillmore, the Christian car guy, 35 years in the retail automobile business, but more importantly, your brother in Christ. The Christian car guy show is changing the way people look at their cars. They need to be paid for. No debt. Watching people go into the slavery of debt is a lot of the reason that we started this show. And cars need tender, loving care so you don't have to trade them and go into debt. And they need a name like Old Red, my, the name of my truck. <laughs> if you think about it, you see tractors out there in the elements since the 40s. They're still running. Why do you think? Well, if you take care of your car, it'll last as long as you do. Right, Bob? I got to speak to Old Red on the way in today. And, uh, <laughs> me and Red's pretty tight. Uh, I come by and uh, we acknowledge each other, and uh, uh, it's always a thrill to see that. I mean, I can't ever see that truck without thinking the love and care and and uh, just how much you you love that truck and how well you treat it <laughs> and how much you respect it and, and how proud you are of how many miles it has on it. And I hope someday to be buried in it, my kids will tell you. <laughs> it's a six-foot bed, and I'm six-foot-five, so we're thinking we're going to have to put the tailgate down, Bob. Well, if you go <laughs> corner to corner, maybe you can work it. <laughs> but anyway, well, that's what we talk about here on the Christian Car Guy Show. And as always, we have all this stuff at our website. It's christiancarguy.com. And uh, there you'll find the Jesus is Labor Love, free car repair for single moms and widows, You'll see this article, Tech versus Wreck and Vacation Gas-Saving Tips, that we're going to talk about throughout the show today. Those are all going to be there, as well as podcasts. So if you don't get to hear the rest of the show today, you can go. You say, I wanted to hear those vacation gas-saving tips. Well, guess what? You can go to the podcast section at christiancarguy.com and listen to any of the past shows. That's all there and available. But this morning, we are talking about, and I'm shocked, actually. I'm shocked that somebody hasn't called in already, Bob, and told us about their favorite vacation. But so since nobody has yet, at 866-348-7884. Don't give us the number one favorite. I want to know about the one when you were a small kid that, that was the one that, that sticks out in your mind. Our family was, um, we were on a modest income, and um, we had three big old boys that were eating groceries pretty heavy. My brother's <laughs> a little heavier than me at that time, but we would camp, and um, our, our very best place that I ever camped and enjoyed it so much was at White Lake. There's a... Um, 
there's a little arcade there. It used to be called Melvin's Beach, and then they changed it to Camp Clearwater, and we used to camp there and just had the most awesome time. And, uh, you know, the, the breakfast cooking and the bacon smell in the morning and, uh, you know, just the full, you know, the full gamut of, you know, the outdoor experience and, and every meal prepared outside and, and uh, you know, burgers in the evening and, and at least one night there'd be a pork chop or a steak, you know, and and um, not a, around the lake, just a little ways, there was um, an amusement park and we got to go to that at least once, sometimes twice if we'd really behave ourselves well and uh, get to ride the rides and, uh, you know, spend a little time over there. But I have some super-duper fond memories of that uh, uh, White Lake and uh, the Kareel Clearwater, and and they had a boat. Yeah, I had a glass-bottom boat you could ride around. Oh, wow. And, you know, the deepest part where of the is the Where is this lake? It's, um, it's not too far from Fayetteville. I can't really give you the exact location. Haven't been back as an adult. Uh, I have friends that went last year, and uh, we couldn't get our schedule coordinated with them to go. And uh, but I really want to go back. Uh, they have a glass bottom boat they used to have when I was young. I don't know if they still have it or not. But the water's really, really clear, and you could uh, ride around, and you could see the springs that fed the lake and everything. Just a completely awesome uh, vacation, especially as a youngster. Oh, I would imagine. So I know that you're sitting there listening and you're thinking, wow, that reminds me. Well, good. Call us, 866-348-7884. We have lines and lines and lines open, so you get right on. You call us with your favorite vacation memory. We would love to hear it. But as I mentioned, we got to have some gas-saving tips and here's one that I used on my vacation. I just used it recently <laughs> since I left last week. Number one tip on, I'm not doing them out of the other order. I'm, I'm going to start out with number one, pray. You know, God will certainly help make the trip both meaningful and affordable. You know, if you think, God, I need some help here. How can we help with the gas expense? How can we help with, with some of the other parts of the trip? And part of that would be tip number two. If possible, I learned this, drive at night because there's less stop and go traffic. It's cooler. The kids are asleep. You know, they are, they wake up when they get there. You know, it, it makes things a lot easier. Just a tip. I've used it for years, and my family just expects that they're going to arrive first thing in the morning on their vacation. So we got a lot more tips coming your way, and we want your memory, 866-348-7884. It's a world of laughter, a world of tears. It's a world of hopes and a world of fears. There's so much that we share that it's time we're aware. It's a small world after all. It's a small world What was your <laughs> favorite vacation memory through the years? Maybe it was Disneyland or Disney World or with me in 1964. Maybe you were at the New York World's Fair and you got to ride on It's a Small World. As I recall, it was actually sponsored by Pepsi Bob. Uh, that those rides were, you know, they had they had a sponsor and um, th that was part of the New York World's Fair. And so we got to see that. Maybe you got to see something cool. Maybe it was something with your family. We would love to hear from you. 866 Three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six three 
for truth. Did the whole family go to the New York World's Fair? There were six of us, and we camped, Bob. And and, and I was going to mention when you mentioned camping. Interestingly, Gary Smalley did some kind of study where they tried to figure out what was the common denominator of families that didn't divorce, if they could find anything. Because, you know, the, the family that stays together or prays together, they did all that, and they couldn't find any, <laughs> unfortunately, correlation to the fact that people went to church and they stayed married. But the one thing that they could find that was a common denominator among families that stayed together was they camped. Wow. And and there's and what they found in that study, which I found fascinating, was those things bring families together. When, you know, when it rained and all the food got wet and or whatever the dilemma was that happens when you're camping. <laughs> what and we camp my family camps and my family camped when I was growing up. One time we drove all the way to Colorado Bob and we met with all my family in a big reunion up there in a in a in Colorado Springs. And I had forgotten the tent poles. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so we, here was this tent, you know, and I was, well, now what? So we had to find, and there are not many trees in this particular campground, so I had to find a campground that had a tree so I could hang the tent from the branches of the tree. And I actually, you know, like my father would say, Ted Trueblood came through, and I managed to get the tent up with the help of the tree that suspended the tent. And it even rained on it, but it was all the, the stuff of Dillmore legend now. Wow. Uh, <laughs> memories in the making, huh? You right. So, and the you part sound of- a lot like me, brother. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> but when you drive, you know, it's nearly 2,000 miles, and you're looking, you're like tent poles, tent poles. Oh, my. <laughs> what are we going to do with the tent poles? We went camping in a tent, some friends and I one time, camping in a tent at Myrtle Beach, and we had to, we were in a Volkswagen Beetle three guys and a tent, you know, a big tent. And we had to pole tent poles tied to the bumper. And as soon as you said tent poles, I couldn't help but think it because we were like concerned that the poles might fall off and then we would, yeah. we would be on Dillmore land. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know you've got that memory. So you call us right now, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Now here's a couple more gas saving tips for you. Many hotels actually offer gas rebates now, you know, Disney and those kind of people. So check it, you know, with Priceline or whoever you're going through on the, to see if they might not just offer some type of gas rebate. And those kind of things might come in handy. And uh, no matter whether you travel or not, it's always a good idea, Bob, to travel, to plan your drive so you don't hit rush hour in places like Tampa like I hit Two days ago, when I hit Tampa at 5 o'clock, I was saying, what was I thinking? I didn't follow my own tip as I'm sitting here in the middle of rush hour traffic, burning gas and time. When we used to do the bicycle traveling, uh, we would leave, you know, as soon as he got out of school on Friday afternoon, and we would have to drive because we were going to, like, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, Ohio, and just all over everywhere, and it was just never failed that we caught some serious traffic because we were leaving you know, three thirty, four o'clock, and, and poof, you know, we was in some serious traffic in one direction or another so many times. So it was just a fact of life for us at that time. There you go. That is, it's, it's a struggle. But all right, we're ready to, to go to your next favorite memory, Bob. What, what was your, your second favorite? Um, it wasn't a family vacation, but it was kind of, we, uh, when my brother and I got older, my middle brother and I, we were both in 4-H, and we would go to 4-H camp every summer. And 
that was kind of a vacation from the kids for our parents, you know. They had uh, the week alone, and we were off safely at camp. But we used to go, uh, there's different camps around the state, and we used to have some of the most awesome time. I've always been a people person. I love meeting new folks, and um, and we would gather together with folks from all over the state. And um, and the, in our teen years, they had, you know, the, the older folks would have a senior camp. Uh, the senior members of the 4-H would meet, and it would be just the the oldest ones from all just all over and meet people from all over the state and gather together and canoe and swim and and they'd always have a swimming uh swim meet uh every time and they'd have the big splash competition and my brother was that was his after he ate all that bacon from the previous (laughs) (laughs) he uh he would really uh he was the he was the splash splash king he was splash king and i was kind of the dive king and and everybody (laughs) expected us to win in both categories you know and uh it was just something it's just one of those great childhood memories where we always went we always had fun uh always met new people and, and you know made memories and and left a mark on people you know there you go and and similarly, when I was that age, we my father worked for Buick Motor Division, and and so we would he would get like a three week vacation, and we'd wow. quite often go off to the mountains. And we lived out west, and so one year we went to Yellowstone, uh, which is in Wyoming, and well known for the bears. And so my father bought this metal army footlocker to make sure that if the bear showed up in the campground, because these are not black bears like we have north carolina that these are grizzly bears they will eat you seriously (laughs) (laughs) did you sleep in the locker brother (laughs) well in the middle of the night and they have these big bear traps that are up and around and and you're looking and 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 every once in a while in the morning you'll wake up and there's a bear and there's a big stake hanging from this thing and there's a bear in the trap where they caught and he was obviously in your campground so we're thinking, you know, this might be a little sober. But hiding your food or making sure the food was safe is a big deal when you're camping in bear territory. So my father, <laughs> he has this metal footlocker, and one night we hear this, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> my father, I don't know how he had the courage to do this. He goes out there with the Coleman lantern. You picture the scene. <laughs> and this bear has a hold of the footlocker, and he's slamming it from one side to the other like it's a toy. And this thing weighed, I'm, I'm saying it weighed 80 or 90 pounds, but this, he was slapping this thing back and forth. And, you know, we as kids certainly never forgot the grizzly bear and the footlocker. And the footlocker, you know, it, it, it made it through the event. Stuff that, you know, kept the, <laughs> the family thinking. Did, uh, did he have to wrestle the food away from the bear, or did <laughs> no. the bear just finally no, give When the away? bear saw the light, he ran. Oh, he did? Yeah, I would have thought he would have charged the the the, the stake that was standing in front of him. But no, he, interestingly, he ran. Apparently, he he afraid of the light or afraid of humans. However, that worked. But wow, and that's a good thing. Yeah, that is a good thing. So we are really anxious to hear your story. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. We know that memory has come in. We want to hear from you. Eight six six. Three, four, truth. We got a lot more gas-saving tips. We're going to hear from Ford. We're going to—they have a big announcement, and we're going to hear about tech versus rec. So stay tuned. Give us a call eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four.
at the heart of all creation, right at the start of everything that's new. One little spark lights up for you. Imagine. We are talking about adventure, exciting vacations. What was your favorite of all time? We'd love to hear from you. You call us in this morning. We were also got a few vacation gas-saving tips along the way. 866-348-7884. That soundbite, by the way, was from the uh, Imagination Ride at Epcot. In case you happen to be at Epcot this year, you'll recognize <laughs> that sound. So what was your favorite vacation memory? We're trying to share those so that people that are trying to plan their vacation this year might have an exciting spot to go to. Now, as promised, we have a big announcement from Ford. We have Seema with us, and she is the uh, Focus Consumer Marketing Manager with Ford. Welcome, Seema. Thank you. How are you? I'm wonderful. So I understand that Kelly Blue Book has gone and decided that you guys have one of the 10 coolest cars under 13. Is it under $13,000? Under 18000 Oh, I was just hoping. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been nice, too, though, yes. <laughs> so what makes the Ford uh, Focus one of the coolest cars under $18,000? Well, you know, the criteria they used to, um, to select these vehicles, and, and we're really happy to be on that list, is uh, fun to drive and fun to own. And actually, um, we when we pull our customers, we, talk, we, we love to talk to our customers. And when we talk to our customers and they give us you know, feedback and surveys, they tell us that one of the top purchase reasons, one of the reasons they buy the Ford Focus is because it's fun to drive. So we're really happy um, that Kelly Blue Book acknowledged that, and um, we're just really excited. And it is a really cool-looking car. And so what do, you, what do you think makes it a fun-to-drive car, the handling? or? So I think there's a couple of different things. I think that what makes it like kind of cool and fun to drive is that, uh, yeah, the handling, it's a small car, and it, it gives you um, the ability to sort of really – um, you know, not take up a lot of room, but be really handle, you know, handle well. But the other really cool and interesting thing is that we have some really great content. Uh, for example, our voice-activated sync system. You can, uh, you can literally control your climate navigation if you are, if you if you decide to take it, and your your phone and your actual your radio, your your MP3 player, anything, your entertainment can all be controlled by your voice. And I think that's really kind of cool, and I think a lot of customers find that. So you can tell um, your car, look, cool it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can say, you know what, take it down to 65 degrees because it's hot today, you know, and then it'll do it. So it's really great that we have um, some really interesting and, and, and technology that people really want. It's a lot of fun when you pull up to the gas pump, too, isn't it? It sure is. Uh, the other, um, yeah, the other great, uh, it's so funny you say that because the other top purchase reason for our customers is gas mileage. And we um, offer a package that gives you up to 40, uh, 40 MPG, which is awesome. Um, in the Focus lineup, we have a Focus Electric, which um, actually doesn't run on any gas at all. So really, we have um, all sorts of choices for the customer, and we really believe in power choice. Yeah, and all under $18,000, which, you know, is a huge thing. But also, we're talking vacation today, Seema, so it's got a lot of room. If people got to pack their tent, we've been talking about camping and going and packages and all this stuff. Is there right. a lot of room in that car? Sure is, and actually what we do is we offer two different body styles. We, we offer a sedan with four doors, and then we also offer a hatchback with five doors. So you get the same amount of cargo um, uh, area, but you do still get like a sporty and fun feel with the five-door. But 
you have your option. Again, power of choice. We believe in giving our customers the choice, and uh, we do that with uh, two different body styles, which not a whole lot of our competitors do that. That is so cool. Well, God bless you guys. Keep up the good work there at Ford SEMA. We appreciate it. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Detroit, Michigan, a little oh. outside Detroit. Yeah, I'm calling from Detroit. I'm here in uh, I'm here in headquarters. So, uh, so where do people in Detroit? Where's your favorite vacation destination? Well, you know, people here in Detroit. I'm actually relatively new to Detroit, but people here in Detroit go to an area called we call it up north, and uh, they go up to the lakes and they have um, you know a lot of uh, boating and activities that you can do there. Um, but, you know, Toronto's four hours away by car. Chicago's four hours away by car. It's really easy to get to awesome destinations, and it's great to do it in a Ford vehicle. There you go. Well, thank you, Seema. God bless you. I appreciate you being on with us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, we're going to move on to tech versus wreck. As I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show, we have Sladen West, our guest contributor, with us again, and he just finished this article. Welcome back, Sladen. Hi, how are you doing? I am doing wonderful. I'm just back from my vacation. I did not wreck because I didn't have good. too much tech. <laughs> I don't. Good, good. <laughs> but anyway, it's a fascinating thing that you discovered for us. AAA just finished this study. And can you kind of explain to our listeners what they found? Yeah, so basically uh, we've all had the idea that uh, we all knew that cell phones were unsafe if we were texting or maybe holding them up to our heads. And so we thought it was a common idea that if we use some sort of uh, Bluetooth device or hands-free device or headphones or something like that, that that would free our hands and then we would be, that would increase our safety basically. Um, however, uh, Univers University of Utah uh, did a, a study for AAA. They found that that's actually not true. Um, the, Basically, when we, we use any sort of technology in the car, anything that takes our attention away from the road, whether it be physically, our hands, or mentally, our attention, uh, that still increases the risk of, uh, of accidents. And that, it, it makes sense because, you know, sometimes <laughs> I'll just ask my wife or my children or something. You know, they, I saw that they were on the phone or something while they were driving, and I, I say, do you know where you are? And they may not know because their mind was on their conversation. So you imagine that you give somebody this piece of horrible news or whatever on the phone on their car, and how can they possibly focus on what's going on the road if you just told them, you know, s some horrible piece of news or whatever? So all those things take away your attention. And and the interesting thing I, that I found fascinating myself on, on the article as I read it, Sladen, was the stuff where it goes from voice to text is more disruptive than, you know, just using the phone or whatever. Exactly, uh, because you know, uh, I think it's. I think partially that's due to a uh, it, it, the fact that it's a new technology. Um, a lot of people haven't used it before. They don't necessarily trust it as much, so they speak, but then they still look down at their cell phone to make sure it was correct, and and that basically creates an even bigger distraction because you're thinking about what you're saying, you're looking at the text, checking to see if it's correct, and then you're going to go and send it. Um, so really, you know, uh, we need to make sure and eliminate all of the distraction when we're driving. Everything can wait. Um, if there's really an emergency, you know, we can pull over to the side of the road. But uh, we need to make sure that we eliminate all distractions, and not just uh, using technology, but eating, talking to other people, fidgeting with the music, you know. Uh, ever since I started uh, writing about this, I noticed in myself a, a, a lot of things that I was doing that was distracting me from the road. Um, and so I think that if we're all a little bit more aware of how much attention we're paying to the road, then we can 
start being a lot safer. And, and, and interesting, I noticed when I was actually finding good pictures to illustrate your wonderful article <laughs> which is mm-hmm. at christiancarguy.com, I found a picture of a, the, a dashboard unit on the BMW that allowed you to take your, your voice and turn it into a text message uh, through their system there on BMW. And the comp, you know, you look at this thing like you were looking at it on the dash and trying to follow what it said, which, by the way, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you can see that. And you can see how that's terribly disruptive. How in the world could somebody look down and try to figure out whether they said the right thing to be texted to somebody? Because, you know, if you, you slip up one word, or you can really cause a wreck with a relationship somewhere. I'm telling you, I've, I've, I've heard some horror stories along those lines. So you don't want the wrong word to slip in. So you really have to focus on what was said on that screen. Because you don't want to send it if it's wrong. And while you're focusing on that screen, how in the world could you drive? While you're proofreading, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's your editing skills that will get you killed. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it's just going to get worse. I I'm not sure if you uh, saw Apple. Uh, they just came out with their new operating system and a bunch of new products. Um, they are partnering, partnering with a lot of uh, car companies who are putting screens in their cars. And then that screen connects to your iDevice, your your telephone, or your iPad. Um, and so, I mean, this the idea of a screen on your dashboard is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until it becomes a norm. And so you have people looking down at GPS, sending text messages via their voice, and the, the problem is just going to get bigger. So I think it's, you know, it's a good time to start increasing awareness of it and start cutting, nipping that in the bud. And here, here's, what, here's what happens in real life, Bob. <laughs> My wife... We had we actually bought a used van for her because she'd been wanting a van for a long time. So we waited and saved our pennies, whatever. We finally got her her new van, and she'd had it. It was a two thousand with only sixty thousand miles on it. Bob. She got it. She had it a whopping twenty hours, and she was taking my daughter to school, and she was on like three lanes over, and and this lady came out of the school, texting, <laughs> while she was driving. And my wife saw her coming, and she actually pulled into these people's yard in order to try to avoid being hit. This lady chased her into the yard and still <laughs> hit her new van. My wife was about to, she said, I was trying to miss her, but she was so focused on what she was doing. She not only went across three lanes of traffic, she went right over into the yard in order to hit my wife. It's unbelievable. She was so focused on maybe she was trying to get her voice text. <laughs> I, I don't know what the situation was, mm. but but, you know, those are... Those are definite situations. But, Sladen, God bless you. I appreciate your work at ChristianCarGuy.com. That article's there, and you can learn more about it. But while I got you, Sladen, yeah. you got to tell me, what was your favorite vacation as a kid? One time, uh, my family and I, we took a road, road trips are by, mar, by far my favorite. I prefer driving rather than flying, uh, just because you get to see a lot more of uh, the country. And uh, we drove to Disneyland, and I could say that was probably the best vacation. It's the first time I ever saw the beach, first time I ever went to Disneyland. Uh, that was that was a, a very, very fun vacation for me. Where, cool. where, how far did you go Where from where to Disneyland? We went from Las Vegas to, to Disneyland. So it wasn't too far. It was probably about five hours. And uh, But uh, that was the first time my family had ever been to California. That is so cool. And we appreciate all your work, Slade, and God bless you. Keep it up. Hey, you too. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. On the, on the same note there, uh, I saw, I was listening the other day and I heard one of your spots, uh, on the radio about, uh, they have the technology to disable phones. They couldn't fix cars where they would disable your phone. 
or is that the phone that would fix? I just heard it, caught it real quick, and I thought, it, wow, what a great idea. That would really take care of a lot of this. Yeah, the phone companies have the technology right now, and I've, I've said this on the air several times. In fact, even said write your congressman about it, that we, we charge the car companies to make cars safe. They're going to make the bumper so high, and they've got to make it, you know, 10 miles an hour, this and that, airbags and all this stuff that we insist cars have. Why not insist the cell phone companies make their phones safe? And why not insist that, that, that they disable a phone when somebody's driving? The technology is in place to do it. You can buy it right now for your kids, you know, to where they wouldn't be able to text and drive. So why in the world wouldn't we just insist, and it wouldn't be all that expensive a technology, not anything close to an airbag, that the cell phones would be safe. The kids wouldn't be able to text and drive because the cell phones, they know they're moving. You know, the GPS inside the cell phone tells them that. And there's plenty of technology, and so that's this that's the subject of another show. But it's a great it's a great point. All right, well, we've got my mother on the line, and she's got a vacation story. We got to hear that, Bob. Yes, sir. Good morning, mom. Good morning. Glad you're home safely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how I like to drive at night. The kids asleep. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. just. <laughs> well, as I remember, that's the way your father and I did it. <laughs> we drove at night with all four of you asleep. So have you got a memory for us, Mom? Yeah, well, I've had so many in my 83 years, but I guess the one that was most exciting, was most educational, and most emotional was when we took Bob's mother back to Hungary to the town where she was born. Wow. That was unbelievable. We also went to Budapest and Vienna, and... um to watch this elderly lady, she was about my age when we took her, and she had left Hungary when she was seven, so she remembered a lot about her hometown. And we learned so much about Hungary and Austria and the people over there. It was just the most exciting vacation I've ever had and also very emotional. I can't tell you all the wonderful experiences we had. That that has to be something to... and. She left, I would suppose, because of World War II, right? Well, no, she left because her mother came over. She wanted a better life for herself and her daughter, and her mother came over first and got a good job and all and went back and picked her up. Um, I don't remember what year she came over, uh, but early in the 1900s. So. Well, yeah. I didn't get to go on that vacation, Mom. I'm totally <laughs> bummed. You didn't take me to yeah. Budapest. <laughs> well, the ones we had camping with you kids, you know, we saw almost every national park that was worth seeing. <laughs> it was very fun. And the 1964 World's Fair with yeah. Carousel of Progress in <laughs> it's a small world. So, Well, yes. I saw the 1939 World's Fair, so there. Ah, you did beat me there. <laughs> okay. Talk Thanks, to you Mom. soon. God bless you. Bye-bye. Have a good day. I made it out to the 1982 Knoxville World's Fair. That Did was, you really? Yes, that was the only one I got. We didn't see as much of it as I probably should have, but uh, I was there. Well, you still have time to get in your vacation memory. We got our appraisal by The Real Black Book coming up, talking about adventure, wonder, and imagination. So stay tuned. We got a lot more Christian Car Guy show coming up. Call us, 866-348-7884. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day 
There's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Ah, uh, those who have ever ridden the Carousel of Progress at Disney World will recognize that song. <laughs> As you go round and round, that is the same song that played in 1964 when I first saw this. When I saw it, Bob. If you had to pick one thing at Disney World, when I finally get there, what I must see, no matter what, what would it be? I'll tell you, I've never seen anybody not get off of Soren, which is a ride at Epcot which you kind of go up like a hang glider. And even my four-year-old granddaughter, she was like, I want to fly again. I want to fly again. Because they, they pick you up and they fly you in this sort of video that's coming at you. That, that, and they even spray the smells at you while you're flying. Like here, you're going through an oak grove. They spray orange smell at you. It's, it's a cool thing. Wow. It, it, there's a lot of stuff, though. But it's an adventure for kids. And speaking of adventure, we've got to get to our appraisal by the Real Black Book. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to hear Bob's Number one vacation adventure, but also I did want to share this other vacation gas-saving tip. Is guess what? Every 100 pounds costs you 1% of your gas mileage. So buy drinks and heavy things when you get to your location. There's no sense in buying a bunch of water. You know, water seven <laughs> pounds per gallon. So if you're carrying a bunch of drinks on your vacation, it's kind of costing you more than the drinks would cost you even at the beach prices or whatever the case may be. So... Carry that stuff later. Now, moving on to our appraisal by the Real Black Book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure. Crowd first discernment. Lift up our voice for understanding. And as I mentioned, adventure, wonder, and imagination are not only the makings of a great adventure, they're the makings of a great book or a great movie. And I've been reading this book by George MacDonald. It's called Unspoken Sermons. And so while I was reading this, I thought, man, this, this guy, this is a phenomenal book. This is phenomenal sermons out of the Bible. And so I started to look up the author George MacDonald, and he was actually born in 1824. He was a Scottish author and poet, and he was a prolific novelist. But here's what C.S. Lewis said about him. C.S. Lewis said that he regarded MacDonald as his master and that his book Fantasies, one day at a train station, literally changed his life. He said, I knew that I'd crossed into a great frontier. Chesterton, Chesterton said to read it. Oswald Chambers said it. He was even a friend of Mark Twain, but I'd never heard of him. But come to find out, he was the mentor to Lewis Carroll, the pen name of Reverend Charles Ludwig Dotson, who was the author of Alice in Wonderland. Now, here's an interesting thing about MacDonald. His first unspoken sermon in the unspoken sermons is you're supposed to be childlike. Is that Christ brought this child. When the, when the, when the disciples were arguing over who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, Jesus grabbed a child and said, no, it's going to be like this. And he said that that took place in Capernaum, and likely it was Peter's child that he did that with because it was in, likely in Peter's house. And so can you imagine how childlike Peter's child would be and how much Christ is childlike? And that when you look at children at Disney World or wherever you go on vacation, just look at the children, look at the wonder, look at the adventure, and you get a picture of Jesus, and you get a picture of heaven, perhaps. When you think about that, will heaven be more like Disneyland or Disney World? Not obviously the bad stuff at Disney World, but the adventure, the wonder, the childlikeness. And, and, and Walt Disney himself captured that idea of that childlike nature of God and brings it there, and, and people will wait in line for hours and hours and spend thousands of dollars in order to get that adventure that imagination, that wonder, because it's just 
a little piece of heaven when you look in the eyes of a child. But, Bob, we got to hear about your number one vacation. My number one vacation, and the and the biggest part of it was because I kept it such a secret. She didn't find out where we were going on our honeymoon until uh, maybe five minutes before we stepped on the airplane. I was, you know, I was able to sneak and and bring up. Were the, you really? Oh, uh, it was just so awesome. I, I you could travel with a, a birth certificate and a license back then. And uh, I told her that my aunt wanted to get her in our family tree, and uh, so I need a copy of her birth certificate. So I had that, and we just did so many things that worked out so good. Where did you go, Bob? We're all dying to know. Cancun, Mexico, and uh, the greatest seven days of my life. (laughs) The adventure of the stuff of a great vacation. Well, we certainly want to thank you all for listening to the Christian Car Guy show this morning. It's our listeners that make the show. And, and we appreciate it. Remember, you can always go to ChristianCarGuy.com. All our vacation gas-saving tips are there. Sladen's article on uh, tech versus wreck and, and other information there, a podcast of the show, if you didn't get to hear the whole thing. As we always say, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. And, Bob, I certainly want to thank you for joining me today. Great to be here, brother. And while you're thinking about it this week and your vacation, when you picture Jesus, do you picture a child with wonder and imagination and adventure?